This episode of Important If True is brought to you by Quip, a modern oral care brand that designs beautifully simple and affordable electric toothbrushes and brush head refills to your home every three months. Go to tryquip.com slash thumbs for $10 off your first refill. Next, just ready for this gold. This is, we've got to be laser sharp. I just know. I just, oh. Geez. Precision oh my of God. execution. I'm not in a good place right now. It's, Crisp it's content. It's goofy. Everything has to be just Ooh. so. <laughs> it's what I've always wanted to do. Mom, I did it. Want Nick? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's February 23rd, 2017. And this is Important If True, the podcast where nothing matters unless it does. From Idle Thumbs, I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. And I'm Jake Rodkin. Welcome back. Oh, thanks. Good to be back. Yeah. yeah. Good to be back on the show. My second, the, my second appearance. Oh, we're back. We're back. We're back on the first this time. This is the first time we're back. Yes. Okay, we're back. Yeah. Yes. We've never been back on this show right. until now. It's exciting. And now we are. And here we go. Yeah, we're doing it. Um, do either of this is a strange thing to raise. Do either of you guys use the app Swarm? I thought you were going to say, do either of you guys use Icy Hot? Uh, <laughs> do either of you use Icy Hot? And can you explain to me what it does? <laughs> I mean, I can now, but uh, Swarm? No. Yeah, Swarm. Do you I know don't know Swarm? what that is. I've, I know the name. Don't know it's, the app. The details don't really matter. It's what Foursquare used to be. Mm. Oh, Foursquare like okay. rebranded as Swarm, yeah, and then split off Foursquare into something that's now like. Yelp. So it's a, it's an app to so, gamify your social experience. Exactly. Yeah, mm. it's a total game. Are you going to tell us about how you're the mayor of a coffee shop near you or something? Like <laughs> no. super cool. No, the that's, Queen Bee. That's, <laughs> no, although I was the mayor of uh for, for until like a couple weeks ago, I was the mayor of the like Kauai Grill at the um like really swanky St. Regis resort oh, on wow. Kauai in Hawaii. Um because I've been there. I yeah Jake's I, went, been there. I went there like But the, you're the mayor. So <laughs> we know there I'm, we have to pay homage to you. I'm totally the uh. the uh the the mayor of it. Um anyway that's not actually important or why I brought it up. Yeah. The reason I brought it up is because I started knowing or seeing like really weird behavior on Swarm. I like basically overnight I started getting just like dozens and dozens of like invitations from what I assume have to be bots. Like they're all, it's the classic, like they're all sort of attractive women uh, avatar. You know, it's the, like uh, what I assumed classic be when you're the bots. mayor, <laughs> when you're the mayor of the St. Regis grill. And you got a lot of, Jesus. no, absolutely not. It is like, it is the, it, it's like what's been happening. Oh, Mr. On, mayor. No, it's been, well, you know, it's like happening uh-huh. on, on Twitter a lot recently where, Yes. There's just like this bot spam uh-huh. that just comes comes into your your notifications all the time. Okay, so I was like, okay, this is stupid. I'll you know I'll just sort of block them all, like whatever. And then I wanted to see like what are they actually trying to get me to do? Because there wasn't any, right. there wasn't like a link or like <sighs> anything. I'm like, what? And, Become and, socially engaged with me, and we can share the restaurants and hotels <laughs> we visited together. Yeah. What? Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So I clicked on several of them, mm. and I noticed that every single one of them had exactly one friend. And <laughs> was the, it you? And it was some guy in the Netherlands whose name is. Remo Hardeman. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. For and people so, just watching the show, this is Chris Remo yeah, my, speaking my right now, by Chris the way. Remo. Uh, yeah. I don't live in the Netherlands. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, is this, 
Is this like the strangest troll? Like, what is this? And so, uh, so it doesn't seem like a coincidence. So then, like, I've had the experience where, where other, like, where real people who have the name, the surname Remo, yeah. will friend me on seven. They're not, like, I don't know them or anything, but I assume it's because they're like, oh, we probably have the same, like, Italian ancestors. I am asked um, to review so many medical and scientific journals. Because of one Dr. Rodkin in okay, Chicago. Oh right, yeah, exactly, um, yeah. Man, I could so really- really inaccurate science out there, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't read. I'll, I'll bad, provide a list of the things yeah. you should not read that I have vetted in that man's name. Uh, um, so I'm like, okay, what what is this? Is this like a front name, Remo Hardeman? And so I look at, I, and his username is Tennis Tube, and his website is TennisTube.nl, mm-hmm. and it's just one of those like- search engine optimization sure it's what you need when you need it with links to tennis stuff uh-huh. so i am I, I i tried to follow this for like an hour yeah. and i am no closer to understanding oh like yeah the trail I, ends here the trail totally ends there the trail ends. but you're with, still the mayor or with no a dutch man whose surname whose first name is my surname yeah who is friends to dozens of spam bots friending me on swarm and I have no idea what any of it means hmm. uh, or why any of it has happened or what they're trying to encourage me to do, if anything. If you know Remo Hardeman or uh, <laughs> a, you may know him as Tennis Tube, please write to questions at importantiftrue.com and tell us what to do. Yeah. Please help Chris. Actually- are well, you a swarm of bots? Oh. You, actually, we have a, we have a lot of uh, uh, bot related things to talk about probably, on this podcast. That's probably but, true. So, but uh, yeah. but before we get to that, we should probably talk about what what we're doing here. Yes. Yeah. I think you're correct. Uh, so this is episode two of Important If True. This is <laughs> Jake's <laughs> nothing. I love it. What are we doing here? We're on a podcast. <laughs> Jake loves it. We're on a podcast, Jake. So we are trying to delve down into the. Uh, weird, fascinating, sometimes uh, inane minutia of pop culture, entertainment, and technology, and uh, delve into what it all means. And s- maybe if we can't do that, at least spin out something as outrageous what it, as possible. What it could mean. What it could very well mean. What it does mean. <laughs> Which we. Yes. What it will mean. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, you can send us mail mm. at questions at important if true. Dot com. They don't have to be questions. They can be observations, um, stories from your life. Um, things you found around things, the world. Things you found, yeah. Questions also welcome. And On that note. Yeah. One of the things we talked about last week. Um, Was it a robot? We definitely talked <laughs> about robots last week. Um, a crazy a crazy strategy is being employed <clears throat> um, to defeat mechanized um drones yeah no that's not even no. true that's not true. no no no, Dr- no 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 that is what you would think <laughs> this is you, for uh yes no, however you're right. You're right. The, the actual the actual, the actual reason the actual reason is, is garbage is, yes <laughs> yes in china um uh in order to um remove garbage from sort of telephone wires or power you know power lines or telephone lines yeah um <clears throat> drones are being employed with this is like in I can't even believe this, but flamethrower wielding drones yeah. are being deployed uh to burn the garbage off of the power lines. For I mean, for one thing, it is incredible to me that that doesn't just ruin 
the the power line the power lines <laughs> that is all, what you would think yeah of I all mean, the things to remove heat. it's a low heat well, hmm. you should look at the video of it because it is intense. I mean, I it, it looks it looks like a movie. It yeah, is, it looks it like looks a dragon. Like it looks like what comes something. out of a dragon's mouth, just no, the, the spewing little, yeah. all the over that drone line. Just emitting puffs of flame does look like the establishing. Sh- like it could be in like the montage at the opening of Blade Runner. There could just be like yes, a, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. a night, That's exactly like, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. little cars flying over cities, and you know, big lady projected on the wall, and then just like a foggy night. Yeah, just a little uh, drone with a little drone just doing its doing just... its shitty job, just, <laughs> <laughs> yes. just sort of That's with exactly flame it. falling on the people below. Like what? With yeah. ash cascading yeah, yeah, yeah. down. Well, well, yeah, flaming garbage. That's that's true. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> our future. I mean, our drone future. Let's be honest. Is they have given up on metaphor and subtlety. Yeah. And now it is literally just flaming, flaming garbage. garbage falls from the sky <laughs> onto your house and your face. Yeah. There's there is no attempt yeah. any longer. That said, yeah. you, you probably were the one who put the garbage on the ground that blew up onto the pole. <laughs> That's true. Okay. So this so is there like, are still some circular metaphor. Well, they going make on. you stand yeah. underneath still, the flaming garbage that you still, put yourself caused. Yeah. You uh, it's part of your punishment in you, the future courts of a, of a, this society. <laughs> yes, stand under this flaming garbage. <laughs> Uh, place flaming garbage. Right. Stand yes. under flaming garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let the record show that the defendant, I guess it's the defendant in this case, maybe uh, it's yeah. the plaintiff. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Are you... Everyone's defending. <laughs> did eat the Snickers bar and throw the wrapper on the ground right. near the interstate, right. as shown on the security footage. So the, the, the flaming melted plastic of the Snickers bar that hit him in the face was, in fact, his own Snickers bar. Was that an incredible reference to Kirby Enthusiasm? No. My, oh. my favorite, my favorite part of this video though is is the sort of like takeoff moment where the drone, like the the camera is like tight on the drone, and then it pans to like the fuel tank, and then the drone is just sort of like still kind of barely hovering off the ground, and twenty people are surrounding it, and it's just kind of like, you know, like just banking Shame. left and right, just shimmying, <laughs> detecting with the nozzle garbage, pointing detecting right at garbage. all these people, <laughs> yeah. and there's just one guy with the controls, just kind of smiling and like, it, Jesus it, Christ, it literally is RoboCop. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's you know until until the accident happens, right? No one even thinks to be worried about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've made an autonomous dr- semi-autonomous drone uh-huh. with flamethrowers on it. Yeah, all you so, need to do is cut to the insert shot where the little like drone control just like moves uh, of its own volition, and then that's yeah, that then it's all over. The RoboCop version actually would be the the guy at the remote control. They're like, well, actually. We have a second announcement. And then he <laughs> right. sets that right. down. And then the other uh, autonomous garbage robot whose job is to sweep the ash off the street takes the remote control. And it's like, look, this, <laughs> oh, no. this janitor robot can control the drone well, robot. I mean, this janitor robot's never been able to get <clears throat> garbage off of the power lines. Yeah. But now. And then that janitor robot just smokes a guy. Well, its that, eyes well, glow when, red. And then the, the, we cut yeah. to the next that's scene. That's when the camera like whip pans to one of the like investors or city officials or whatever in the room and he was eating a Snickers bar and he's got like chocolate smeared <laughs> smeared on his mouth and like the wrapper is like sort of discarded on the table the conference table in front of him yeah and the drone Jenkins, is like get up here garbage detected and they're <laughs> like no wait no 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 no, no. <laughs> well it's, it would actually probably if you really want to draw it out and get the get the suspension Maximum up tension. it's that yeah. you ha- like earlier that day they're in like the locked corporate boardroom in this in this scenario right. and it's like like record heat wave this summer and someone's like fuck i'm just sweating like a whatever in here uh-huh. and someone cracks open the window to let a little air in 
like oh. earlier. Then the guy, yeah, then yeah. the guy drops his, his Snickers wrapper. He just mm-hmm. has set it down on the table. Mm-hmm. But they're like, as long as something is inside of the contained zone, no, 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 no. And then it's like, then that rapper like fucking blows by, detects the person, or, you know, the robot detects it. Uh-huh. Robocop Vision tracks the blowing Snickers bar wrapper and then just toasts like the CTO. Uh, <laughs> just like. I want to introduce a wrinkle okay. in, into this um, this discussion. Okay. Uh, because, so we have now like drones versus garbage yeah. is something that is like currently, currently exists in the world. Um, in France. The the French Air Force has begun training eagles, royal eagles, to attack drones. To, oh, I saw like, this battle drones. Yeah, yeah. They like they have I think four eagles so far, and like two of some other bird, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they, <laughs> this is the quote from some from a rep, from from a uh, someone from the French Air Force. We taught them to feed off the carcasses of the drones, said the spokesman. <laughs> now, when they see one of these craft, they think it has food coming and they intercept it. <laughs> so they they have created a yeah. situation where a bird of prey, like its prey oh. is robots. Which but then it's like, disappointed every time, though. No, because right? it lands with mm. it lands, and then it gets food. Probably, I think that they're going to transfer it. Oh, to, like see. you hunt it, mm, and see. then if you come back yeah. to me, I'll give oh, you the good, food, good, and I'll still good, get right. the food good taste. Right. Yeah. Still get that. Yeah, just you taste it. I mean, if it goes after the garbage drones, maybe there's like like a banana tasty, peel. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> just tasty garbage. Uh, this, I feel like. This is a race now. This is an arms race. Yes. This oh, yeah. Is exactly the, right. The moment that that some really rich well, butthole has an eagle take their drone down is the moment that drones are flying yes. with rat poison on them. Yes. Yeah. Like, that is exactly this feels, right. This yes. feels a little bit like the sort of uh, uh, autonomous AI version of a car versus the... Um, Versus the biological, the it really feels like we're yeah. It feels yeah. like we're in an animal, uh, animal uh, mechanical yes. Yes. Uh, race oh, here thought... in all axes. Oh, oh, oh! You're you're yeah. No, to, I'm. You're I'm ex- the bug drivers. Well, yeah, a little bit, right? I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> the, the, it seems like if we're talking about this this not ongoing war, sure. That that there, you know, we have the biological uh, represented by I guess hawks and uh, and eagles bugs and, and bugs and yeah. fish. This I mean, feels this feels a little more classic to me. Until the eagles overthrow the humans, which is potential. There's that could, that's always right. been a risk with eagles. <laughs> um, I feel like this is a lot more of a classic, like John Henry uh, just, versus the train or whatever mm, it was. The yeah, machine, the digging I see. machine. What yeah, did he fight? I can't remember. All those guys I think he fought, fought a different machines. Drone. I think yeah, like it was a drill. Him and his eagle. Big, uh, um, when John fought. Henry rode the eagle up to the power lines right. to smash. The, the garbage, the garbage, garbage. Drone with his hammer. Yeah, I. Uh, That's what this is like. I we mean, all remember. I mean, I think you can, Nick. You can see how the the subtle parallels. Oh no, I see. Between no, I'm, I'm that yeah. Story and it this it one. really feels oh. like what we're actually getting close to is a high concept, very modern, and because video games uh, are dumb, cool seeming video game. Like this feels like we're in mm. getting into the realm of like a real time strategy or like high concept massively multiplayer IP where there are human beings with huge festooned birds of prey uh, <laughs> on their wrist who are fighting I mean, a robotic menace. Is, well, it's that like, is a, like it's some sort of steampunk thing. You're just thing, describing though, right? the, the next YA, big YA franchise. That's true. This is yeah. the next. It's like, a steampunk. It's a steampunk setting though. This for is sure. like teen, like teens who are like hyper with my falconing and horse skills yeah they're like <laughs> yeah. recruited in this society 
that's true. To be the the torchbearers. Right. I mean, no matter what, we can agree that it <laughs> is modern men. and high concept, <laughs> yeah. and definitely has four quadrant appeal. Yeah, <laughs> God. I mean, it's also. I mean, it's also actually happened. Here's the thing: it's already actually real. Like it's literally already. I've happening. heard that there's a secret school in France where you learn how to fight the robotic menace. Yeah, it's called their military. <laughs> it's called the Air Force. They're literally doing it. It's not even a secret. Yeah. No. I I wonder what they're going to do when their eagles start being poisoned by the robots. Like, how do you level up the eagle mm-hmm. past that? That mm-hmm. is not fathomable to me I mean, right yeah, now. Yeah. The first law of robotics doesn't care about eagles. No. It doesn't say a robot won't harm an eagle. Well, a person will just make a... You could trick a robot into harming an eagle by just... <laughs> where it doesn't have a camera, you put a little bit of rat poison and then make sure that it doesn't know that its weight has changed. Wait, you're saying the... You're saying... I'm saying eagle kills robot. Yeah. Robot then returns with eagle killing packet where the eagle thought the food was going to be. Uh-huh. Oh. Eagle eats that and dies. Human then goes, fuck, these robots have eagle poison on them now. <laughs> How do I make a poison resistant robot killing eagle? The answer is probably to invent a robotic eagle. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean you're going to end up with a robotic eagle. Yeah. Oh god! In all, in all, in all. Uh, uh, yeah. This is this is like book four of this YA series, right? Is is they get yeah. robot eagles? Yeah. Why didn't we think of that in the first place? They say, <laughs> right? We had the technology. If the technology was there, yeah. Why aren't they just using drones to kill those drones? Well, because That's the a drones. Good question. I mean, ultimately, the drones are going to. I mean, eventually, the reason this is going to be like a. Uh, struggle is because eventually the robots are all going to be on the same side and the animals are all going to be on the same Chris, side. Eh. The no? answer to this is obvious and I think it actually does get back around to what Nick was saying. The real way to hunt a drone with an eagle that can't be killed by a drone is to teach an eagle to fly a drone by way of building <laughs> some elaborate armature that uh, translates an eagle's movements like maybe in VR. Let's just get VR into this. Uh into so, into a drone. Okay, here's the thing. Remember last week we talked about hawks all riding a plane together, 80 hawks all riding a plane? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> this has been <laughs> one of the, single, oh, yeah, every yeah. single what you didn't see. Yeah. What yeah. you didn't see was like the the bay, like the the sort of dorsal bay yeah. of this aircraft. Each one of those <laughs> hawks had its own little control pad. And at a certain moment, the like doors on the belly of the airplane open up and thousands of tiny little hawk oh. drones like swarm out from it as each of those hawks on the plane. Yeah, those are called those are called hawks, but it's H A W K. That's already how hawk is spelled, Jake. Yes, but it's it's, it's an acronym. Wait, oh, 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 period. It's, it's period. for highly yeah, yeah. autonomous weaponized killers. Oh fuck. <laughs> It totally is. Yeah. That's when what's that's when uh um Flight of the Valkyries comes on. Yeah. And then over the horizon there's like what looks like a storm cloud. But it's like a novelty. But then you realize it's just a bunch of garbage drones <laughs> and, in and a huge cloud. The, it's actually it would pr- let's be honest, it would probably not be Flight of the Valkyries, it would be uh Flight of the Bumblebees. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel better or worse now that you know that this is our future? I feel worse knowing that it's our present. Most, Shit, okay, mostly. that's true. Mm. Yeah, yeah. If this it's, future actually comes to be where like hawks are strapped into things fighting trash robots, that's okay that's with me. Fine. They're, mean, they're all distracted better, with that. That's, be- that's better than like the many alternatives that are already. Uh, I mean, look. Let's let's be honest. There's a lot less imagination to think of a much worse future of we now have uh, like flying robots with flamethrowers attached to them. If the only like of the of all that comes out of that is like, hey, birds are gonna fight with them in the sky. Like, okay, fine, <laughs> great, good. We've contained the threat to just something really stupid. Right. Fine. Like, I'll take it. <laughs> That's way less. Okay. Well, yeah. to, to be honest, uh, to uh, to actually be honest. <laughs> 
I the fact that that makes me feel better might reveal why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the thread yeah, has been contained true. into something stupid. Yeah, and now I don't have nice. to think about Wouldn't the fact that, nice. that there is actually just a robot with a flamethrower flying around the streets of China, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. The story yeah. is. Um, Fire spewing drones are one way to get trash off your power line. This was published February 17th, 2017 on The Verge. And uh, the images have to be seen. It's, it's to apparently be not the first time that someone's attached a flamethrower to a drone. Oh, it's definitely not. The, I mean, okay, um, let's be honest here. The first time that someone built an autonomous flying drone. Yes. Th- that was great. And then the second person. Was it? We can. I mean, it's fine. It's interesting technology. Yeah. But you know then that either the Bible, pornography, or a gun was affixed to the next <laughs> one that was made. Like, that's guaranteed. <laughs> it either had like a little trailer after it that said John 316, or it like emitted sexual sounds, or right. it had the potential to shoot a person or animal. Yeah. yeah. Some, or I, Target. Um, I, I, have, I, have, I have already seen videos of drones with both uh, handguns and chainsaws mm-hmm. on them. Or tacos is the fourth option that a drone can that's, fly. That's oh, yeah. True, yeah. yeah. Delivery, you open the door, garbage. <laughs> God, oh man, the garbage, flo- okay, okay, sorry. The garbage The garbage spewing flame robots, it's uh, not- they have a few purposes. They get garbage off power lines, Yeah. they take out the trash, and they take out the <laughs> take trash. Out- <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, you've concluded this topic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess I have. All right, so here's an email. Patrick Ripoll writes, Hey Thumbs, lately I've developed a fascination with the BBC and PBS mystery show Agatha Christie's Poirot. I find the theme song soothing and the show's tempos, rhythms, world, and characters very pleasing. It's probably not hard to see why a TV show about the triumph of reason and civility over evil and wickedness calms me in times like ours, but there's a catch. I don't actually like the show. I've only ever been able to watch a full episode once, and I found it very boring. I never have the patience to keep all the characters' backstories in order enough to guess the killer's identity, so the mysteries end up feeling arbitrary. I don't want to watch Poirot. I want to be around when Poirot is on. I work in a video store, and I put Poirot on there while working. I'll put Poirot on at home while on the internet. But if I stop and watch Poirot for more than a couple of minutes, I get annoyed and have to turn it off. Still, I can't stop thinking about Poirot every day. I just stopped typing this email to put it on, and the intro music's sweet sax is soothing me as I speak. Man, the sweet sax soothes me. Yeah. That's a a tough one. (laughs) You have a piece of media you're inexplicably drawn to without actually liking it. Uh, I guess first, sweet email. That is like an amazing... Yeah. And because I, I think... I think everyone has things like this, but the oh, thing sure. is, I don't think anyone has one as potent or weird yeah. as that. Like, I think, oh, yeah. I think anything that's that we could bring up, anything we could bring up will pale in comparison to, I love Poirot, but I cannot stand <laughs> it's not Poirot. That, uh-uh. It's not that I love Poirot, it's I need Poirot. I need it. Right, yeah. I, need, I need it, and I, I like the Poirot. idea of it. Give me David Suchet, bald. Dang. Give me that accent. <laughs> give it to me. Give me that saxophone. Give it to me. I love that he is like spreading Give me that saxophone. I love that he is spreading it. Okay. First of all, how many people work in video stores anymore at all? That's incredible. Yeah, that is also an amazing. To fact. use that rare platform to mm. like just blast a decades running mystery show like your aunt watches. <laughs> right. I <laughs> hope the store doesn't even have Poirot and he's just playing oh, it in there because he's, he's got to keep he's it just going. Oh, listen, Poirot. Oh, I yeah. see. 
Like, yeah. so he just he knows no one's what, gonna come in and be I'm, like, "What is this show?" Yeah, what I'm saying is, <laughs> how can I rent this? How can I rent this? I I, hate I need it, it but, but I really yeah, need yeah. it. I the thing that you have on the store right. here is despicable. I can't stand it. Do you have it to rent? I need. Yeah. To I rent need it. it. Now, this is a Twilight Zone this. episode or something. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, right? So, I mean, it's like Manchurian Candidate. Like, yeah. what is that? Okay, what is that? What is that show? I have murder, murder. I I have a. I I've come from a family mm. of Poirot watchers, and I'm soon to marry a Poirot watcher. <laughs> okay, so I have I, watched all tracks. I've, there's a lot of like contact Poirot. Um, <laughs> right. uh, my my advice to you, as as a Poirot uh, needer, Poirot if you were someone you know, yeah. yeah, is is combating Poirot, Poirot in real life. I think yeah. the, the trick of I guess you, the trick of these shows probably better though, ways to combat Poirot. You get one of those fire fucking. <laughs> 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 Poirot versus garbage drug. You yeah. can't though. The tale of the garbage. The problem is, Chris, Poirot yeah. is in the cloud now. Mm. You can't get rid of those Poirot. hawks. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Not, not, not that cloud, Nick. <laughs> well, as we all know, the cloud is really just a bunch of computers somewhere. Mm. So you could send the fire drones. You'd have to. Okay. No, you gotta train those hawks this to like, hear the theme ha- song and then home in on yeah, it. Yeah, having yeah. a case of Poirot is like you, the the like inspector comes to your house and just goes. You got mold in the walls. And you're like, what does that mean? Can you like, can you, like fumigate? No. Your brain's fucked forever. Like, this, this, yeah. Those sacks. That those, sacks is in there. Every wall is coming down, down to the studs. Yeah. Except that in this case, it's yeah, the internet and do your you mind. Think, do you think when the when the garbage drone like tracks down the Poro like master server and the sacks comes on? And then though. the sacks comes on. <laughs> and that is when Skynet is born. That is when it's the like self- must keep Poirot safe. <laughs> <laughs> that's wanna... when. That's when the, the so it's one thing. For Rating robot... Poirot two point two out of five, but <laughs> must keep it safe. <laughs> yeah. But there are so many of them. Yeah. <laughs> they are so comfortable to have on ambiently. So, but my my advice with this show, like all just TV mystery shows, is no matter how like interesting and sort of high whatever they seem to say high that they brow? are, yeah. High brow, high class, high yeah. high anything. They're Fulton. not. They are meant to just be watched. So the fact that you are, I think mm. you are watching Poro correctly. Except that what I advise you to do is when you detect in your brain through the music and tempo that you're in the last four or five minutes, just watch that. It's going to flash back to all of the events that are relevant. <laughs> Poirot literally tells you how he reached the point of the the end. Right. As long as you've kind of heard the voices and the music in the background, it's okay if you don't enjoy that journey because it's meant to be on when you're just drinking a bunch of red wine anyway. Yeah. Who cares? You're saying, you're saying the destination is more important than the journey. The journey's bullshit. I'm saying that you can enjoy it that way and it's fine. Sure. We've We've alluded to this saxophone. Um, oh, yeah. I, I feel like we should experience the saxophone. Oh, sure. All right. Are we going to... Are we gonna, just yeah, be I'd, soothed. I had forgotten this entirely. <gasps> oh, it's so smoky. <laughs> oh my god, it's the smokiest. Yeah. It's the most sensual saxophone. Nick Bregan is has a doubtful. <laughs> <laughs> I heard this and like I realized what the Poirot theme is. The Poirot theme is um okay, so take the like just dirty ass, like just down and like deep, just big old fucking honky tonk horns of the Matlock theme. Oh yeah. And then tame them. Tame the Matlock theme with 
the sensual, soothing tones so, of George Michael's careless whisper. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then you have the Poirot hmm. theme. Okay. So it's yeah. really, I can the, see that. It's the, sedu- it's the sedated, aloof, British slash French Matlock. Yes. Really? Yeah. Which is actually yeah. what it is. No, that's so actually, exactly yeah, no, you're right. Poirot is. Yeah. yeah. Ah, they did it. Yeah. Yeah, they did it. Yeah, uh, and then I listened to the Matlock theme like 20 times because you can't only listen to the Matlock theme once. And then I ended up in just like a terrible YouTube hole where I was on a like playlist of the Poirot theme that was like 300 items long and mainly consists of of people playing the Poirot theme like on their Casio keyboard. <laughs> and then I got to number like 126 in this in this uh, in this playlist, and uh, it was. It, the the name of the track was can someone please tell me the name of this fucking song with the description help me before i go insane and i and i was like my dude there is no need to go insane this is definitely going to be the poirot theme and then it was the, and well, then of was, course because you and found then it was the a, matlock theme <laughs> no then it was just this guy playing like nine notes on the piano four times in a row and it had nothing to do with the poirot theme and i was like what the hell is this and then i looked at his username and his username was poirot fan so what? this guy fucking scabbed his way into this playlist. Oh. And I, I went to his... Okay, what was it? Did you figure I out what the song I went Chris. to his, I went oh. to his profile, oh, that. and that was the only the only YouTube track in their profile, so I subscribed to this person's YouTube nice. channel. So I'll keep you updated. Okay. If This was like a month ago only that they posted this. Can you well, send him a message saying, did you figure out what the song was? Question mark. That's all you need to write. I mean, I guess I could I could play it here. We could, we could like yeah, yeah, let's lazy it. web it. It just does this. This is not helpful. No. No, I don't know. What is it? For such a fucking Poirot fan, you'd think you could figure this out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Get one. Should we take a break? I think yeah. we should. Yeah. Okay. This episode of Important If True is brought to you by Quip, maker of ingeniously designed electric toothbrushes mm. that are sent to your home. Uh, with a whole sort of refill plan every three months, so you don't let your uh, your toothbrush head get to that sort of gross, gross threadbare. Like, you don't want it to be like puffed. Yeah, exactly. Mm, yes, yeah. I hate that. It's it's quite <laughs> hate as, that state as well. You should. You'll never get to that state, Nick Bregan. Oh, if you go good. to tryquip.com/slash/thumbs, you can get ten dollars towards your first refill. Here's the thing, depending on the plan you choose, refills start at only $5 anyway. Mm. So that is a that's a free refill right there. Yeah. Yeah, tryquip.com/thumbs and they what they try to do is they sort of try and like guide your whole tooth experience. So you've got, <laughs> you've got your brush heads refilled every 3 months, but they also remind you just as a courtesy every 6 month, they they remind you when it's time to go to the dentist. Oh. Cuz guaranteed you're going to forget. Yeah. Um, and then they have a, a two minute timer on the brush if you're really going for like the actual dentist recommended doing it right, doing yeah. it right. Yeah, they've got this like 30 second pulse. The whole thing is just they're trying to just like manage your tooth situation, mm. keep everything, keep everything on the up and up. If you go to tryquip.com slash thumbs, you can get ten dollars towards that refill. Do your teeth a favor. Smile. <laughs> that's like what a dentist yeah. says. That's what it yeah. do your teeth a favor. Yeah. Tryquip.com slash thumbs. This episode of Important If True is also brought to you by Casper. Casper manufactures high-quality American-made mattresses. Send them right to your home in a nice little box that, as Nick Brecken so thoughtfully corrected me last week, does not explode 
into I mean, that sounds more exciting, but it's not, it's not actually true. No, and it's not actually We're not important good. if true right now. We're and I, I, I would like to stick to the facts. You're right. It, it very important. comfortably expands into your, into your living situation. And into your life. And that is life, exactly yes. right. If you go to caspertrial.com slash thumbs and then use the uh, promo code 50sleep at checkout, you will get $50 towards the purchase of any Casper mattress just like Nick Brecken did. And just like Nick Brecken still does to this day and will forever, you could go to sleep on a Casper. You could. You could lay down your head on a Casper. And dream about the time that you got a great deal and that it showed up at your house and inflated gently, but mm-hmm. but firmly. But purposefully. Yeah, with, yeah, with, with intent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. An intent to give you the best night's sleep Nick Brecken's ever had. <laughs> You could sleep sleep the sleep of Nick Brecken. The sleep of the dead. The sleep of the damned. <laughs> the I sleep mean, of the damned comfortable. I was, right? da- I was damned. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Caspertrial.com slash thumbs. We're back. I want to talk about boops boops. You can't even say it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm boops trying. boops. I would like to talk... I would like to talk about boops, boops. <laughs> oh my Guys, God. you may you may think that Chris is being some sort of goof, but he is speaking Latin. <laughs> oh yes, that's true. That's true. I yes, I'm speaking Latin. You're I, referring, of course, to B period boops. Yes, I'm speaking. I'm referring to B boops. <laughs> oh my God, it's even dumber. Sorry. There's a fish called boops, boops. There's a fish called the bogue, and its Latin name is boops, boops. And like the way that species names are traditionally written, they were written as B boops, but the B is just for for boops. So it's boops, boops. And it was one of it was one of the actual animals classified by Linnaeus, who's the father of modern tax, taxonomy, in 1758, in like whatever one of editions of his thing was. So I think it's like this one will really fuck him up. <laughs> boops, boops. <laughs> Apparently, that translates to cow eye. How does it translate to cow eye? It's, it's from the, the Greek same boop. word. For cow uh-huh. and the Greek uh, boop I. This is all very weird for me because when I was a kid, I used to call poop boop. <laughs> <laughs> so you saying, but I want to talk about boops boops. Just literally, just like, I want to talk about poops poops. Cow pie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bee boops just sounds like a robot. <laughs> well, so does boops boops. It's like how, you know, the kid's first word is like mama or dada. The robot's yeah. first word is bee boops because it's the thing that it, <laughs> like robots parents. already say like beep boop, boop, boop. But this is a way to just like, tr- you know, so take in, the things that knows how to say and make them actually in, real words. In robot sort of like family culture when you're like, oh, our robots are expecting a new robot. Our neighbors, you know, and your robots and you talk about each other, our robots are expecting a new robot. You get them like little what? baby robot jumpers and uh, plates and stuff that have a bogue on them. Right, exactly. Because yeah. robot kids say boops, they say, boops, they and say it's cute. Bee boops. Yeah, and that's just how that goes. Yeah, a robot mom thinks it's adorable. Anyway, bogues. Boops, boops in a bucket. <laughs> That's the photo <laughs> caption on Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. And when and the Brecken family went camping. <laughs> okay. This episode has primarily concerned itself with murder, uh-huh. solving of murder, mm-hmm. fish, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and things that are on fire. 
Okay, okay. Therefore, I feel like what we should talk about is our next subject, which is the Jaws attraction at Universal Studios in uh-huh. Hollywood, which is uh, part of the Universal Studios tour, uh-huh. uh, which is the like most famous attraction of the Universal Studios tour. Yep. The Jaws attraction has gone through many iterations. Mm-hmm. Um, the car used to tip around and it doesn't anymore. And like Jaws used to look like a dumpy cartoon and now he looks kind of like a scary shark. I don't uh-huh. know. Okay. Um, but uh, sometime in the mid-2000s, they decided to fucking up the ante of the Jaws ride by setting the dock on fire. So, like, I think all of our subjects are, in fact, encompassed in this Jaws ride. Jaws, uh, which, of course, its Latin name is Boops Boops. <laughs> um, actually, Jaws's name is Bruce. Is that true? Yeah. Bruce the shark, I think, is the name the crew gave yeah. the name of the of the shark, huh. which is why the shark in Finding Nemo is named Bruce. It's a reference to the to the crappy rubber Jaws shark. I never knew that. Um <laughs> Yeah, Bruce, Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to get from here to there on that, but the reason that I wanted to talk this week about uh-huh. the set, uh, not of the film Jaws, but of the Universal Studios ride Jaws, yeah. is because it is also um, one of the central locations of the TV, of the 80s murder mystery show Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? That's um, really good. Yeah, no, you know, the one starring Angela Lansbury yeah, I know as what is, yeah, Jake. yeah. Mystery yeah. novelist yeah, yeah, yeah. uh who solves murders. Sure. Uh her show is set in the fictional town of Cabot Cove, Maine, mm-hmm. which I think is filmed up and down the Pacific Coast, even though it's set on the East Coast. But sure. then Classic. the parts where they need to do studio backlot stuff, they filmed it uh, in a locale. On the Jaws ride. Yes, they filmed it on the Jaws <laughs> ride. There's uh, Hopefully they had to stand in line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They basically every episode of that show was was taped with like like okay guys we didn't have a pro we don't have a pro <laughs> so we're gonna get all the crew we're all gonna get on one of the boats I don't know does the Jaws ride on, on a boat? no no I it's, don't the, know it's the trams that drive by so they're like okay okay Jim's timed it out Jaws pops up every seven and a half minutes so we <laughs> so gotta we get do, this shot in <laughs> in between yeah if the if the shark oh, fuck the shark showed up okay mm, just hold on sorry Angela. We're going to just go around again, get in line again. Someone can someone see, get in line where you need to like pull the thing or like she sneaks into the line and it's like, oh, my friend's been holding it the whole time. No. Uh, okay. You say this as a goof. Um, no, I'm deadly serious. They actually did have to shoot. No, I don't know if they had to shoot around the, the shark's shooting schedule or not. I mean, they They're, did because otherwise it would be in the background of all the episodes. I imagine that they just turned the best part of the Universal Studios tour off when Angela Lansbury needed to solve a crime. Sure. Um, but- Okay, there's a couple interesting things about this to me. Uh-huh. Um, one, you're actually not that far off from the truth because there is actually an episode of Murder, She Wrote that where a murder takes place inside of Universal Studios' <laughs> what? back lot, and they have to go and investigate a crime. Wait, seriously? Yes. So there's it's like a deal. The producer was really excited about this episode. I, like finally, I don't have to cover this shit yeah, up anymore. We can just walk around with our cameras. I find it incredibly confusing because, like, it, like I can see the appeal. Like, there's something kind of cool about it. Like, they, yeah. it's like a murder show where you can go and like some of the clues are inside of the house from Psycho. So like they get to wander like right. on Murder, She Wrote, they wander up the hill uh, to Psycho. Yeah. But what I what I wish that they did, and I, I, I haven't seen this episode in a while, I've watched a lot of Murder, She Wrote. Right. Let's get I this. tried to and it gave up. Eventually. I watched a lot of Murder, yeah. She Wrote. <laughs> okay. Um, I wish and wonder if that show went as far as having them end up on the set of Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> Yeah, I oh, yeah. Man. Right. Okay. Cuz like yeah. Murder She Wrote is already kind How of How would you know? 
<laughs> you would literally, it would be impossible to tell. Well, she well I mean, on, it would... on screen, it starts saying something. Yeah. And then halfway through the shot, a like slightly more degraded version of the same footage walks into itself and starts <laughs> no. talking. And like then Back to the of, Future. It's like or like a David Lynch sort of Charlie yeah. Kaufman yeah, situation yeah, yeah, where yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. like like Mahon Drive. The murderer was inside the outside the house. What? What? Where they sort of solve it through themselves coexisting. There was also a murder she wrote that took place in VR or heavily involved yes. VR. Okay, is this where you were going? No. Okay. But that is also true. Yeah. Mm. Murder she wrote was on TV for too long. And it started Murder She Wrote started off with a very so stick with me for half a second here. Murder She Wrote as long as you want. started off with with an aesthetic that I actually think, um, in terms of how it portrayed the people and culture, was very similar to Twin Peaks. It was like Twin Peaks is sort of the the piece that has escaped into pop culture of this version of the eighties, where the different classes and social structures were just like, if you're like a working class guy, uh, more like okay, if you're like a business guy, you're like 80s suit, yeah, huge yeah, glasses, yeah, yeah, yeah. like oh, your yeah. hair's quaffed uh-huh. as fuck, lots of shoulder pads on the ladies. And then like if you're or if you're like the like the working class blue collar guy, you just have like a really a you have a really nice nicely tucked in flannel yeah. and like jeans and a belt buckle, but you also have big glasses and your hair is really nice and like everyone's basically the same. You might not have glasses, you probably have bigger hair. That's true. Yeah. Mm. Maybe like the slicked hair. Yeah, but like yeah. Murder She Wrote starts there and then like it kind of stays there, except that technology changes around it. So, like, she's using a computer mm-hmm. to do all of her right. crime solving. And, yeah, she ends up getting into, like, a virtual reality CD-ROM. Um, all that stuff, <laughs> that probably all definitely could connect. I mean, maybe all of it was within the VR thing all along. Maybe she, like, you know, like Peter Thiel, has figured out that we're all in a computer simulation. Right. And mm. she, like, when she... the she. There's basically like a glitch. You were describing like a glitch in the Matrix. Right. When they're visiting the Universal Studios, uh, she basically like she's like if if the Truman Show was about Neo instead of right Jim Carrey. The the moment the weird like glitch thing happens, she's like, wait a second, this is Cabot. Where she's Cove. like, I think we've been here this, before, and then like a little bit of blood drips out of her ear, yeah. <laughs> drips right. into the water. Oh, fuck. oh, and then the, <laughs> and then yeah, the jaws, jaws rip it out of the water. water. Yeah. And then right. she's freaking out, but has a different like quantum memory of a producer going, oh, yeah, they filmed the show on the place where the Jaws ride is. So like, <laughs> but that sort of like has a staticky echo in her brain. Right, yeah. and she's not sure how all of this works. Um, so I was thinking about that. I was thinking a lot about Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> I'm glad you were thinking about this. I was. OK. Yeah. Uh-huh. Show being set in the location yeah. where it is filmed. Yeah. Could get like really deep. But then the other thing that I was thinking about is. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like it's wacky that there's like an old lady living on the East Coast in this fishing village, but secretly it's the Jaws village. Right. But then think about this. Um, how many people did Jaws, like how many murders happened on Amity, Amity Island in all of the Jaws movies, including all the shit sequels? Like two dozen? Oh, way fewer than a 18? murder she wrote. Yeah. There's a oh, BBC shit. podcast uh, okay. that actually went and tabulated this out. Oh, man. There's a BBC. Like how many deaths? How many murders? Yes. There's a BBC uh, statistics podcast Uh called More or Less. They actually looked at a bunch of mystery shows. Uh They looked at like Midsummer Murders, which is a long running British show or whatever else. But they they found out that the most dangerous place to be on Earth, (laughs) the number of murders per capita over time is Cabot Cove, Maine, the home of Murder, She Wrote, which apparently has had 
274 murders. Jesus. And the town sign lists the population of 3,500. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> Holy shit. So that gives what it. That gives Jaws it. is there to like take notes. Yeah. Yeah. Jaws, oh, yeah, Jaws, yeah. Jaws, is... Jaws like moved in. Why do they think? Yeah. Like, they're like, where did those fucking Jaws come from? And yeah. it's like, it's he's like... there to learn from the master. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I have to assume. Jessica Fletcher, the murderer. <laughs> the murderer. Yeah. yeah. She's. At least, if Jessica Fletcher is not literally the murderer, she's like the Alan Moore. Okay, the, the, I think it is safe to assume Mm-mm. Jessica Jessica Fletcher is the least reliable narrator ever. To I put don't pen agree. To I think that it's okay. I think that it's a little bit more postmodern than that. I think that it actually is the like. You think Snagglepuss is writing it? Oh, we, okay. We gotta, think, we gotta think about that's a okay. new wrinkle yeah but i think it's i think it's safe to say that maybe she just is great at her job she's uh-huh. like you cannot get away with murder it might be the alan moore batman thing of just like the greater the crime fighter oh. the greater the crime will oh. but that implies that all these criminals are actually retaliating against or like challenging jessica fletcher well, that's why jaws is there Oh fuck! That's right. You're right. Okay, this yeah. all does. Mm. This is locked in. Yeah. So, murder she wrote actually, I think, only has. To be fair, it was not as hard to crack the mystery of like Jaws. <laughs> Jaws. Well, when you when they first no. read the Cabin Cove, they just had boops, boops. But then, they, then, then when <laughs> right. Jaws no, no, showed no, no, up, no. they were like, "What the fuck is going on?" This is to- this totally. This totally tracks. This is like calm fish if, in this if pond you, before. If you now were like a fucking shark. If you like were huge boops, boops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, they, they, all they knew was boops, boops. Yeah. <laughs> These <laughs> boost boops is a sure you're dangerous. The, the Spielbergian moment of like a kid who sort of dropped his inner tube <laughs> right, and he's just yeah. looking out of the water going boops boops. Mom, I saw boops boops. Oh, it's nothing, honey. It's nothing, honey. He calls all fish boops. God, and then someone's like, "That's a big boops boops. We're gonna need him." Yeah, but no, if you are, we're gonna need a much smaller boops. We're gonna need a better detective. Yeah, seriously, you you're. You're We're like, gonna need the world's greatest detective, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jessica, Jessica Fletcher. Fucking Fletcher. But it's not. That's not how it works. They don't bring her in. She's already there. You are Jaws. You're the greatest yeah. killer in the world. You need a new challenge. Yeah. Mm. Fuck it. God, the greatest crossover of all. Yeah. The world's greatest detective, Jessica Fletcher, versus the world's greatest murderer, Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> It's well, all happening at Universal Studios. Predator. Yeah, it's the new Alien vs. Predator IP. Uh, you can experience Fletcher this right now. V. Jaws. It's uh, already been made, man. Yeah. Just God, get on that ride. Yeah. That's, that's the Supreme Court case. Yeah, right. Yeah, when right, when yeah, all right. of the evidence was, was right. deemed like, inadmissible. Why are there this many murders? <laughs> <laughs> she she published this all in a. You're telling us she published yeah, this in a book. This we absolutely cannot cannot admit cannot allow this in court. Meanwhile, j- cut to jaws. Cut to jaws. Yeah, just, box yeah. Like, good, good. good. <laughs> JVJ. <laughs> no matter who wins, we all win at we Universal all, Studios. <laughs> the <laughs> fact that in real life, when you're riding on the stupid Jaws ride, and they're like, it's I believe still there. The tour guide's like, there's we're here in Amity Island, the home of blah 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 and like Jessica Fletcher no they don't say that Jaws pops out of the water and does his like oh, I'm sp- scaring you and the dock goes on fire and then as the tram drives away on the side of one of the little like floating shack huts it just says Cabot Cove <laughs> <laughs> like it is just canonically so all happening oh, in that amazing. space like, that's amazing oh I actually went how to- is that real the re- uh, I think that Murder She Wrote had a lot of cultural pull for a while like that show was on oh, for yeah. a long oh, time yeah definitely I went um, so this is like we're witnessing history changing right now I went and looked up the shoot because anywhere on the Universal Studios tour in Hollywood at least is actually the functioning Universal backlot. You can book those places to film your TV show. So I went to the Universal backlot booking website. Um, wow. And it has 
it, it, this is actually a little bit sad. It's sort of the end of an era, like right now, I believe, because if you look, the Google cache refers to this as Jaws Lake slash Cabot Cove. Uh-huh. And if you go to that URL that's still in the Google cache, it just takes you to the homepage of the Universal Backlot website, and you have to click on Jaws Lake to get to this filming oh, location. Oh, man. So, you know. Mm. Cabot Cove. I might I wonder be lost I actually wonder time. if they were holding it with Cabot Cove in its name because there was briefly going to be a murder she wrote reboot. Mm. And then Angela Lansbury I think just blasted the, the shit out of it. I don't know. She if... did the same thing with the Beauty and the Beast movie recently. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, she blasted yeah, she, it. She, she put she, it on blast. Totally, she she's yeah, not a fan yeah. of of reboots. But uh yeah, when I saw it, it's Cabot Cove not in the name anymore, but I really like that for decades after Murder Shiro was off the air, you could be like, Oh yeah, give me that Cabot Cove set for Murder Shiro. And they'd from be like the Jaws. Yeah, they're like, Oh, you mean Jaws Island slash Cabot Cove? Um <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. All right. I think that wraps it up for this week's episode <laughs> yeah, of the Um thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. But before we wrap up this episode, there actually is one important piece of reader mail this we is got. important and true this is this is important and <laughs> true yes L- on on last week's episode we made reference to uh spartan peck oilers the and the sort of spiritual ancestors i think to the terminator's robotic surf peck oilers right and yes. we um in the idle forums thread about this episode uh, we have we have an important historical note from Gormungus who says it's worth pointing out that the Spartans did have an underclass whose job it was to oil them up. The serfs called helots that lived in Laconia and Messenia in southern and western Peloponnese. I, I, I'm really sorry for not being I'm a sure you're classical those names. educated I, I, person correct, here. Sure. Yeah. Um, a major factor in Spart- Sparta's development of a hyper-specialized warrior class was that Sparta needed all the manpower it could get to keep the large population of often restive helots docile and pr- producing food to feed the warrior class who kept them oppressed to produce food to feed the warrior class who kept them oppressed and so on. You get the idea. The military ethos of Sparta eventually became an end all its own rather than merely a means to control more territory than a single city-state normally could, but the helots remained an Achilles' heel of the Spartans until Rome annexed them centuries later. The Spartans were formidable in battle, albeit not unbeatable, but why risk confronting them at all when you could just send a few ships to stir up the helots or even keep the Spartan army in the field long enough that a helot revolt happened on its own? Spartan coming-of-age traditions that involved sending young men out to hunt helots for sport probably didn't help the situation either. Good lord. And oiling up wasn't just for looking good. In Mediterranean cultures where soap wasn't available or popular, one would bathe by dousing oneself in water, rubbing perfumed oil into one's skin, and then scraping off the dirt that the oil picked up with a strigil or a towel. I hear it works surprisingly well, although I've never tried it, and my complexion is probably wrong for it. Anyway, the oil-soap divide in ancient Europe is almost as important as the wine-beer divide in medieval Europe, and both map fairly close to each other. It is good information. And that all also yeah. maps to the future uh, that we have yet to experience around like Terminator 7 or 8. <laughs> well, there's times. like, there's like uh, you know, this sort of motor oil versus kind of chrome polish divide. Okay. That's a, it's a critical, <laughs> it's just as important right, as yeah. the wine beer yep, divide. No, that's true. Uh, this actually, I this actually reminds me of it's the clear coat versus just just give me a, a soap down Terminators. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> uh, this reminds me when I was a kid, my brother and I read something in some some book I don't know 
maybe it was a magazine article and it was it was the, the sort of the point of the article was like marketing it was like soap is really all the same like you know soap products are the same but they're sold in a way that sort of like shampoo is sold in fancy ways to like right. make people buy it and it's targeted to genders and it's like really this is really just sort of all garbage it's basically all this pretty much the same stuff you know and 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 it made some it was like toothpaste is like basically i either it made this claim or we interpreted it to mean this and i can't say with certainty which it was but i my memory is that it claimed that like and toothpaste is just one of these things too like all these things are basically just soap agents and like whatever they all basically do the same thing and so we were like oh that means we could wash our hair with toothpaste and it would be the same it would all be the same that tracks to me that seems yeah, right right and so my brother and i each washed our hair with toothpaste uh and it was it, uh, it is not a surprise for you to learn that it was a complete disaster and we, our our heads were just like sticky gross messes uh it took a, it i think it took days for that to like be complete and my mom was really not pleased about it but really i was just following in the ancient tradition i think right yeah uh an ancient a, cleansing ritual the ancient cleansing ritual of rubbing toothpaste into your scalp I mean, toothpaste is the perfumed oils of our day, I think. <laughs> the toothpaste shampoo divide still yeah. <laughs> really, its you can see the lines in our in our culture mm -hmm. geographically to, to this day of the, the Ramo household and the rest of the world. Anyway. You want to endorse things? Oh, yeah. So uh, well, quickly before we things. endorse, if you want to send us mail, you can send that to questions at importantiftrue.com, um, whether sort of correcting or I think in this case, corroborating our true, true facts yep. um, or, you know, sending us mail about anything else that you think is interesting, important and or true. But yes, let us let us endorse. And people were curious last week what we meant when we with these endorsements. We're we're not paid to endorse these things. This is just um, this is a personal endorsement. Yeah, this is just this reflects the views of important if true. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, each of us just every week, our intention is to pick something that we have been enjoying, something that we'd recommend. Yeah. Nick, why don't you kick Nick. us off? Oh, Kick us sure. off this week. Yeah, um, my endorsement for this week is uh, a show that Chris, uh, you and I both watched. I don't know about you, Jake, but um, it is the uh, the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, yeah, okay. good one. Good which pull. which yeah. is a show that uh, I think is still flying under the radar for a lot of people. Yeah, um, I know I didn't hear about it until between season one and season two, basically just when season two started. Um, but it's a show that like the pitch of that show, uh, a musical comedy on the CW called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, didn't grab me. Just I kind don't of think as, most people glance. even know that's what it is. Yeah, I don't think people. Yeah, know I don't that even think people musical. know that. Right, but that is essentially what it is. It's a comedy musical on yeah. on the CW. Um, but uh, I think it's it's it 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 punches way above its weight. I mean, yeah. it's 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 actually genuinely funny. But then also, as a show, it has like a heart to it that I think is very unique, or at I least uh, very rare in television. Um, uh, you know, it's it's doing things with characters that I think is is uh, really um, I don't know. It's a it's a it's it's refreshing in especially in our dark times. So I think I think if you if you <laughs> haven't uh, if you haven't uh, given that show a shot, I would recommend it. I think. The first episode is actually a pretty good sort of sampler of what that yeah. show is. And it's a good time to jump in on it because the second season just ended, so you can binge it and catch up. 
Um, and uh, yeah, that's my endorsement. That's a that's a super good endorsement. Yeah, and they they uh, the pilot I agree is a really good entry point. It is a shockingly strong pilot. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, really... that, that's the only episode I've seen, and I liked okay. it a lot. I haven't yeah. followed up yet, but I yeah I watched that and filed it away in my brain for like mm -hmm. okay, check this out later. I'm going to also endorse a TV show. Uh, I'll be at one of much older vintage. Uh, I am going to wholeheartedly recommend to you the 1966 Batman television series starring Adam West and Burt Ward. It is it is awesome. I've mentioned it, I know, on our other podcast, Idle Thumbs, before, but um, I want to take a moment to like explicitly endorse it and say this this is a great show that you should watch. I have the uh the full series Blu-ray set um that I got uh I don't know maybe 6 months ago mm -hmm. and um my wife and I go through periods of like oh a week at a time where sort of every night we'll just watch a couple episodes of Batman and I think growing up in a sort of post Tim Burton Batman world um, uh, Batman, well, sort of post like Frank Miller Batman, I would say even more uh, foundationally. I, I think that there is this like strictly enforced idea of Batman as like a sort of grim, dark superhero who's very serious and and uh, dark and and like gritty and, and grimy. Uh, and, and that's totally fine. And there have been some obviously some great uh, evocations of Batman in that context, but um, the campy sort of tongue-in-cheek Adam West version of Batman is also amazing. And if you grew up sort of watching reruns of that show and your memory is that it's sort of just hopelessly naive and- Kind of dumpy? And dumpy, yeah, yeah, you are incorrect, I have to just say. That show 100% knew what it was doing and was made by people who were incredibly sharp, who did amazing production design, which is just packed with intentional gags in like every corner. Watching that as an adult, it is impossible not, it, it, you also, realize it is clearly entirely knowing in also, everything it does. the Blu-rays and being able to watch it on HD television yes. enforces that, because I'm sure if you watched the reruns in the 70s through the 90s that were probably based on like a telecine scan of it done in the 70s a lot of the detail gets washed out the color gets washed mm -hmm. out like the lighting yep. gets washed out and you probably can't even see how much of that stuff is intentional but seeing the like the rescanned films on the blu-ray i'm sure oh, yeah. i'm sure it really shows up oh it really does they did a great remaster the colors are bright everything looks great it is. It's awesome. Check it out. Batman 1966. So this is not my endorsement, but I have to point out that the Lego okay. the Lego Batman movie that's in theaters oh, right yeah. now. I want to see that. Is actually uh, like it's it's got some dumb things in it, and there's pieces in it that are just you know it's a Lego it's a kids Batman movie, right. but it's it really does, nice. It, uh, it's a really nice like thing to see a like course correcting Batman in theaters because like the that movie is aware of the fact. Like the entire purpose of that movie is is addressing the fact that Batman has fallen into this one note portrayal of himself as right. just a dark, <laughs> yeah. brooding, dark, dark-souled human who only likes being a 
self-styled grizzled voice loner and mm-hmm. like going, ah, I think this is stupid is basically <laughs> what the, what the whole yeah. movie is about in a way that's, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, it also, it also, I think, uh, a couple of times, uh, references the, the, uh, you know, the, the 66 Batman. It references um, the 66 Batman yeah. and every Batman. Like, yeah. All, yeah. Sure. In the Lego Batman movie. Batman of the, Omnibus. Of the 66 in, Batman yeah, in that in, movie. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. It, he, the Batman in that film is a Batman for whom all of the revisions of him back to the original comic book are just like phases he's gone through oh, in his life. that's really clever. Yeah. That's yeah, really well, good. Like, that's very good. Just, really good. He's just a timeless Batman who okay. is all of those Batmans. Nice. Um, my actual endorsement is... A series of YouTube videos. Oh, nice. Um, it's it's old now. It's um, But I was thinking about what is a set of videos that actually cheers me up whenever I watch it. And it is a YouTube music remix series called Through You. Oh, it's great called, it's, pull. It's spelled T-H-R-U-Y-O-U. It's by a DJ slash video DJ, I guess, who goes by the name Kutaman, K-U-T-I-M-A-N. But Through You... It's um it's like a it's an album of remixes that's up on YouTube and the thing that is really unique about it um the reason it exists is that every sample in it is actually from another YouTube video. So yeah. like it's there are these complete original compositions basically but they're put together by like the the first track on it is this crazy funk song and the entire horn section the Mother of all funk chords. It, yeah, it's called the Mother <laughs> of all funk chords and it's like a f- the band is made up of like a couple of high school kids playing horns together and a guy giving a saxophone lesson and like, you know, where, just YouTubers. From yeah, just, just random the, YouTube the, stuff the where it's like, oh, there's a cool synthesizer loop. And it's from a YouTube video of someone who's trying to sell a synthesizer on Craigslist and showed that it works by going. Burr, 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 and like, yeah, <laughs> watching the YouTube video of it is great because it like splits the view into four or more quadrants and you can see all of the videos. uh all the components that turn into these these hugely realized tracks and then also the descriptions of the videos link to all of the source YouTube videos. It's just, it's a really just, like, one, the songs are really listenable and two, mm-hmm. just seeing someone stitch together all of these crazy disparate pieces of humanity that uh, end up across YouTube and across the internet into these, like, huge, hugely produced sounding tracks is just an uplifting, fun experience yeah, to watch. So it really is. Um, it's called Through You... The actual Through You website is a little bit out of date and falling apart, but if you just go on YouTube and search for Through You Playlist, there's a ton of people who have just compiled all the videos into nice. an album-sized nice. playlist. So I totally recommend checking that out. Man, that's such a good poll. Yeah. Thanks, um, Chris. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that is our that is our show. Thank you for listening to it. You can send us your own email of any sort to questions at importantiftrue.com. Our website is importantiftrue.com, and from there you can subscribe on iTunes or any other way you like to subscribe to podcasts. Um, if you did enjoy this show, please, please, please consider telling a friend. I know I, I keep asking that, but it's it means so much to us when we see people spread the word, and it really is pretty much the only tool we have um, to to get ourselves out there. Um, consider rating us and reviewing us on iTunes uh, or wherever you you get your podcasts. Uh, we've seen a bunch of reviews go up, and it it really means a lot to us. Um, and uh, you can follow us on Twitter at importantcast or on Facebook at facebook.com/slash important if true. And um, you can support us on Patreon to get ad free versions of this podcast. If you go to patreon.com slash idle thumbs. Oh, also to people who are already backing us, thank you so much. Yes. Yeah, thank we've you. actually so, so we've actually much. just hit our second 
goal. Our first goal was, can we just cover the cost of rent of the studio? And the second goal was, can we also add our file hosting costs and some other services that we, that we use mm-hmm. to keep the site up and running? And we've hit that. Um, also, if you haven't checked the main Patreon page recently, uh, if you're just listening on the RSS feed, you should definitely go to the Patreon page, hit the updates, uh, thing and check out the thank you. The, the, we hit tier two update video that Nick posted. I, I think it's worth your while to check it out. Yes. Um, all right. Well, again, our website is importantiftrue.com and links to all this other stuff are there. Thank you for listening. For Idle Thumbs, I am Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. And I am Jake Rodkin. We'll be back next week. All you right, know, guys, blops kid, down, boops to go. When I was a kid, I would call poop boop, so it's really weird. Okay, you want to fucking doing? I don't know. You just saying blops down, boops to go? <laughs> if that was like in a walkie-talkie, that would be the code for us saying Idle Thumbs has been recorded. It's time for important <laughs> right. if true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Blops down, boops to go. <laughs> Stay frosty. Yeah. yeah. I got some icy hot emails. Um coming in explaining what i asked about what icy hot is some people wrote in uh come back here hold on zach shero writes hey thumbs in response to chris's question about whether icy hot is icy or hot uh i have no idea wow you hit on an actual big issue here chris Mm -hmm. yeah the world cares uh the world cares but it doesn't know no one knows if icy hot is icy or hot